Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome friends to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today we've got a great story of totally following orders and just totally messing up a machine. But first, a story from Devil of Hell's Kitchen. My dad makes up words for things, so I get exactly what he tells me to. My dad is simple to say the least. I often work with him on projects around the house. Sometimes when we shop, I'll split with him while my mom and sister go their separate way. He has a horrible habit of telling me to grab something... Let's say he says, give me that bag, and loosely gestures to a general area. And when I ask him what he wants me to grab, he gets upset and tells me not to smart mouth him. Then, when I inevitably grab every bag in the area he pointed to, he goes over and grabs a box. Not a huge difference, but enough to be a problem. Same with working on cars. He tells me to hand him a wrench, and after I've handed him every wrench in the toolbox, he'll get mad and grab the screwdriver or he'll just start saying something and trail off without finishing. And whenever I try and clarify what he was saying, you'll get mad at me for back-talking. Yes, he still expected me to understand what he's saying, and no, it's not due to a medical issue. Also, if he wants me to go grab something from a specific area, he'll gesture loosely and say, it's over there, and never clarify where he wants me to look for it. Lastly, he'll not say my name. So if there's more than one person, it gets confusing. He, of course, gets upset about me not understanding that either. I tried to have a conversation with him about it, but he just said, Use your own freaking judgment. So fine, I'm tired of asking for clarification and him getting upset. So recently, when he asks me to grab him something, I'll get exactly what he asks me to get him, even if I know exactly what he's talking about. If he doesn't use my name, I just don't do it. And if he gestures vaguely at an area, I'll just walk over to it and stand still. It came to a head last night when he told me to grab him a towel rather than a blanket. And I asked him what type of towel he wanted. He rolled his eyes and said, Okay, smart butt, just get me a regular towel. So I went to the kitchen and got him a hand towel. He got upset and yelled, What the freak am I gonna use a towel for? I need a darn blanket. I looked him dead in the eyes and said, Oh, I'm sorry. I was just using my own freaking judgment like he told me, father. He got quiet and called me a dense idiot. But I think that from now on, he's gonna put effort into what he says. Cause this morning, instead of telling me to grab him a ladle for his cereal, he asked for a spoon. I'm not a hopeful person, but I think I won. Small success, guys. Small success. Honestly, my dad did the exact same thing too when I was growing up and it always ticked me off. They would always ask me to grab something and then say like a general area or I'd walk past them in the living room and they'd say, hand me that. And I'd go, what? And they say that. They'll kind of gesture in a general area. And I'm standing there with my hands up like, what do you want? If you're asking for something like that, do you think beforehand to try to be really specific with what it is or where it's at? Or do you kind of fall into this trap time to time too? Let me know about you guys in the comments. Our next story is from Shadow Splicer. The car sales business is hard. Just give in and leave. 
The story is about my previous job at a dealer group which I actually like pretty well. Still, I wanted in at a particular brand and settled on working at a different store for 6 months and bugging the GM for a position at that one store I wanted to work at. The GM is a great guy and could see that I very much wanted to transfer over there and helped me interview with upper management there even though the two sales managers weren't really interested in a green pea, somebody new to sales. They gave in after me persisting and gave me a sales position reluctantly. In my first week there, the older manager pulled me to his office, kicked his feet up and said something along the lines of this. Look man, when you inevitably give up on this job, just don't bother showing up. You know how many green peas actually make it? None. Sales is a dying breed and you don't seem to have enough of an edge to take it. You're too nice to be here. So do us a favor and just get out of here. Nobody gives notice in the car business. I took that to heart. My first month, I hit commission and everybody was blown away. After over two years of fighting their top season veteran for first place and winning a few times and making an absolute killing, my wife and I found out we were having a baby. As much as I love the job itself, having fun with my preferred brand in the process, gaining some loyal families and referrals, it was time to step away from the super high stress job and focus on family. It was a great experience, but always hindered by the sales managers trying to make me miserable. Some days I'd be laughing and chatting it up with my prospects and having a good time. They'd go out of their way to either mess my deals up or just piss me off. Other coworkers told me that they frequently heard those managers complaining that I was too happy doing the work I was. As we got the news of our upcoming little one, I found out as well that the managers had been taking away bonuses I'd earned fair and square, called spiffs, from me for months during COVID. It was definitely time to take the money and leave. At this point, I'd become the store's manufacturer certified EV specialist and had the entire store's pre-order program running by myself. I was the only one certified to do it, and managers didn't know crap about the real process. January 1st, 2022 hits. I walk in three hours late for my shift, not wearing my normal business casual. I was never late more than a minute or two without letting them know, so they just assumed I was there, I suppose, and never went to check. Manager looks me up and down, looks at the clock, looks at me again, looks at the clock, and mumbles, uh, you're not dressed for work. I say, yeah, because I don't work here anymore. Bewildered, he repeatedly asked me what I meant by that. I just told him I quit. Thanks for screwing me out of my hard-earned bonuses for a year and for trying to screw me out of my happiness. But you can't quit like this. It's not like you to do that. Where's our notice? We only have a couple of guys left. We can't cover your shifts or your pre-orders. I say, well, you see, I'm just doing exactly as I was told. Have a nice new year without me. It just kind of blows my mind how surprised these guys were. They spent all that time cheating OP out of money and making them miserable, and then they're going to be surprised that OP up and quits at some point? If anything, I think OP left in the nicest way possible. Some people would probably give them a mouthful. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from iSarahXXX. You want me to lie? To prevent the guy who fell off his bike due to ice to get his claim no so i currently work in a petrol station i came full circle when i left that job to try for something else 
and other reasons, but in the end, did not work out and landed a job at another petrol station. This story is about the previous one I worked at, which is part of a supermarket during the winter. I arrive at work at 5.45am just as I walk across the forecourt and next thing I'm like Bambi while I try not to fall on my butt. Whilst doing this alongside of our duty manager, I said to him, Hey, can you request the Gritters, who we just passed gritting the main store car park, to maybe give us some love over here too? This could be dangerous for cars coming and going, but in the meantime I'll just warn cars to drive slow and careful until the Gritters come around. He said that's a good call and he'll do that. Well, of course he didn't, so here's what happened next. After a good hour of standing outside in the cold, warning cars to drive slow and careful, I had to come back inside from the cold, plus to help my coworker hold the fort while she went to the bathroom. While it was quiet, I got on my phone to the duty manager to ask him why he hadn't sent the gritters, but of course no one answers the phone. Then I noticed a customer making his way in while shouting, Are you okay, mate? I look out the window and I see a man mounted on his motorcycle fueling up, giving a thumbs up, and I thought, oh man, here we go. I ask the customer what happened, and he tells me how he rode his bike over the ice and came off his bike. Of course, this happened so fast, and I was distracted calling the manager that I didn't see the man fall. But I thought CCTV caught this. So the guy who came off his bike enters, and there I am apologizing profusely. I just heard you came off your bike, are you okay? The biker says, just scraped my knee a little and my elbow really hurts, but I'll be fine. I say, are you sure? Look, just come into the back with me. I'll get first aid to check you over and coffee's on me. He says, hey, relax. I'm not going to make a claim. All is fine. I say, okay, just I'm really sorry this happened to you and it's a part of my job to make sure you're okay. He says, I'm okay and don't worry about the coffee. So the biker leaves, but bear in mind he wasn't really wearing biker protection gear. In the end, we found bags of salt and some storage, and we took it upon ourselves to grit the forecourt ourselves, considering this was not our job to do so. A week later, my boss calls me on my day off to tell me there's a statement form I needed to fill out when I come into work next. I straight up ask, this is about the guy who came off his bike, isn't it? She says, yeah, he's making a claim. I roll my eyes and laugh and told my boss how the guy told me he wasn't going to claim, but of course... I didn't blame him. I head into work the next day and read a full statement of what happened, what I saw. Well, I didn't see him fall, but footage showed he did indeed fall, and also wrote the exact conversation we had and left it at that, and just got on with the day. I come home and later that night, my boss calls me to ask me a very important question regarding if this guy will get his claim or not, and the question was, the morning the guy fell off his bike, did you notice there was ice before he arrived? I straight up said, yes, I noticed there was ice. I noticed it when I walked over it and almost slipped and fell myself. There was a pause, then I was asked, are you sure you need to answer this honestly? And I said, of course I'm sure, and I am being honest. Did co-worker's name lie and say no? And if I'm honest here, I don't really care if the biker gets his claim or not. I requested a gritter that morning and no one turned up. I even called duty manager to not ask, but tell him we needed a gritter. I know what happened isn't personally my fault as I tried as far as my duties are to prevent accidents such as this happening. The boss cuts me off and says, your answer here is very important here. Emphasizing the words your answer and important, you're saying you did notice ice? 
Then I said, I'm not going to lie to possibly prevent a guy to win some I hurt myself money. That's my answer and I'm sticking with it. Good night. Hangs up. Don't know if that guy got his claim or not, but all of this would have been prevented if someone did their job right. I wonder if I would be able to stick to my guns here if I was getting pressured like that. If you were working a job like this and they were pressuring you on the phone to basically say, no, I didn't notice the ice, would you hold steadfast and say you did see that ice and help that guy out with their claim? Or do you think, considering the pressure the boss is putting on you, would you maybe fold to that? Let me know what you would do in the comments. This next story is from Mallory454, Winter Driving. Early 1990s, my teammate and I had both just started driving trucks. About a month after we started, my teammate jackknifed the truck on a patch of ice at 0530 in Santa Rosa, New Mexico. He wasn't doing anything wrong at the time, other than being out there in the first place. Just bad luck. When the accident was reviewed by the company, the first two levels of review, senior and highly experienced drivers, cleared him of fault. It's winter, it happens, it sucks. The final review was by our fleet manager, non-driver. His only concern was the cost of the damage to the truck. He declared my teammate to be at fault, and his was the ruling decision. When this happened, our question was, what should we have done differently? His answer, sometimes you have to make the decision not to go. He was right. On the day of the accident, 0530, still pitch dark, the sun came up and melted all the ice on the road. By 0900, everyone on the highways was 65 miles an hour plus. We took this as a lesson learned. So, a couple of months go by. My teammate is now terrified of any snow or ice. We got caught on the north side of Mount Ashland Pass on I-5 when the chain laws go up. My teammate absolutely refuses to even consider going across the road until it's clear and the chain laws are lifted. As I'm still a grass green driver, I'm not thrilled about the idea either. We decide to hunker down and wait out the storm. My teammate had cousins who lived nearby and we stayed with them. Meanwhile, our fleet manager is not happy. Going on day three and the customer wants to know where his freight is, our manager makes the statement, other trucks are getting through, to which we point out that many other trucks are not and the pass is constantly being shut down to clear the accidents. After some more verbal arm twisting by our fleet manager, my teammate has had enough. His final response? Sometimes you just have to make the decision not to go. I would be livid if everybody else agreed with me except for the one person at the very tippy top and says, nah, forget what everybody else is saying, you're at fault. I would bunker down there and stay steadfast too because, god forbid something else happens, you know they don't got your back. And our final story of the day is from Digital33-2006, speed up the production line? You're sure? Okay. I work in a steel mill where we roll hot steel into coils used to make bolts, screws, etc. We have a union and it's fairly nice work to do, so the company usually is unable to recruit or convince anyone that already works here to join the salaried staff. They end up getting these random people off with no prior experience. The company then puts these foremen for like two weeks of training with another one and then have them fend for themselves. Most are usually cognizant of their inexperience and listen to the union employees when problems occur. This one particular foreman, however, felt he was God's gift to middle management and thought he knew better than anyone. Depending on the product being made, the total production can vary. Smaller product takes more time and refinement than larger ones. 
This didn't deter our new foreman, who wanted a higher amount produced in his shift. He called the main operator to speed up the production line. When said employee told him it was a bad idea and would cause issues, their concerns were met with, I'm your direct supervisor, you will do what I ask you to do. Our main operator proceeded to increase the speed by pushing the control lever and telling the foreman, tell me when to stop. Not knowing when, the foreman waited far too long before saying anything. Everything folded into itself with violent screeching. It took nearly two hours to cut all the metal and clean up everything to get started again. Said foreman hasn't asked to increase the speed again yet. Is anybody else worried that bringing these people that just don't really know much off, training them for two weeks and leaving them to fend for themselves, is maybe going to get somebody seriously injured? I'm no lawyer, I'm no expert here, but to me this sounds like a major liability case at hand here. All it takes is for another one of these God's gifts foremans to come in here and demand another crazy thing and somehow have the authority to just make everybody go sir yes sir and god knows what could happen to somebody else but with that being said that's all the time we have for today now if you want to hear another malicious compliance story that was crazier than any of the ones in this video click on that left video or if you missed my latest video click on the right but with that said i'll see you all next time with some more stories Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.